can't believe I'm doing this in front of my wife. Very embarrassing. <sighs> okay. Dear Tony, a very timely podcast. <laughs> Always on time. Uh, it was Dynamite 200 in Tampa. And I figured it was going to be a show that they're going to look back, take a chance to look back at everything. And I was right. It was it was history heavy. They brought back the chandeliers, the rainbow color scheme. Uh, seemed like everybody involved on the card was, you know, they're like, quote unquote, OG, as they were calling them. Or uh, had some, you know, some kind of thread that they could pull on that, that was about Dynamite's first 200 episodes. Elite versus Double J. I got very excited about that when that was announced. So, But it starts out with Jericho and Takeshita versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. And they talk about the Jericho's history with the company and there's a big pop for Garcia's tagging, big pop for his dancing. So he's just keep continues on that ascent. I just have I've written down here Garcia's so good. It's true. Uh, the crowd starts chanting, "You can't dance." I think it was at the Keshta. Uh, and I also just wrote here, Jericho looks like shit. What? <laughs> what happened? The guy he had abs for a minute. He had gotten back into shape. He was having killer matches. He just—he's—he's—it's a roller coaster with this guy. To the point that I just—I really, I really hope that they don't do Osprey versus Jericho. Please don't, dear Tony. Please don't do that. Uh, I began thinking while watching this match that the—you know—I'm very anti Sammy Guevara ever becoming a face. I don't think he can do it. I don't think anybody likes him. But if they were to do it, it might be working with Daniel Garcia. And, you know, if he's in that hot tag role, the only thing he's got to stop doing is when he does the I'm crazy and he does the cuckoo, you know, finger to his head. And then he'll just do like a, 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 a moonsault or, you know, it won't, it's nothing crazy. Um, I guess Jericho at one point said, what the fuck? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. I, this isn't going to be a big Wilson going through his notes and not remembering why I said anything. So then Tony Khan shows up. And my wife reacted quickly and verbally, which is when I'm watching wrestling, it's rare for her to chime in uh, much. Mostly just like, that's stupid. Usually there's something corny or stupid going on. Do you have thoughts on Tony Khan? Because I, I wrote down your thoughts. I need to close to you. you do, a little bit. What are your thoughts on Tony Khan? The, the CEO, general manager, and booker. Of all elite wrestling. He always looks like a deer caught in headlights. 
He always looks like a deer caught. <laughs> yes, you said, what's wrong with this guy? The minute his face popped up, you said, what's wrong with this guy? And you asked if AEW has media training. <laughs> he has enough money to do that. Yeah, you said, do I don't know. You wrote every time is his first time. I think, yes. that, yeah, that's what he looks, what like. looks like. Yeah. He's just a guy trying to have fun. He's just a guy. I guess so. He's just, you know, he runs his little company. Well, have you ever seen him excited? Because that's also not good. When he when he announced uh, Ring of Honor, that when he when he said I purchased Ring of Honor, he looked insane as well. He can't win. Poor Tony, poor Tony. He can't win. They go through some more dynamite history recap. He's thanking people, and I heard, hey, there's a running joke in discord i'm in <laughs> and uh the thank you tony thing i don't know when, <laughs> when that started or why we felt we needed to thank tony but i heard that they thanked tony after the 200th episode god bless the roster for thanking tony i think this episode also proved that tony listens to dear tony <laughs> this <laughs> Dynamite had a lot of things that I've been banging on about. Uh, so you got Jericho and Renee, Daddy Magic, and I think I predicted this. They're going to have a mandatory meeting. <sighs> okay. Jack Perry's out. He's chomping gum. See? Somebody's listening. Yeah, come on. Do the Shawn Michaels. That's what you should be doing. And uh, I know, is Jack Perry balding? I think he's balding. I think there's a little... Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Not that it matters, but just never noticed until he's doing the new kind of pulled back look. So he calls out Jerry Lynn. And I was so... So he does say, I thought, okay, is Jerry getting in the ring? They showed clips of him working, or is he going to have like a, you know, a stand-in or whatever, you know? And... Uh, I thought maybe each week would be somebody and we're going to build up to this, but no, RVD comes out of it. He's coming right out of the gate. He comes out and uh, got a huge pop. It was Pantera, big pop. The crowd was just up for this. And uh, what do I have here? Line of mail. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to speculate that this all leads to Taz and Hook, some kind of comment of, of versus. Jack Perry, you know, at Wembley. And, uh, you know, then maybe you have the, like I you know, said, there's some fan servicey type stuff where other ECW, whoever they can grab, a Tommy Dreamer, I guess, the Sandman, they come out and they all get their licensed music and they all beat up on Jack Perry or something, you know. <sighs> what a moment for Wembley. <laughs> wow, that'll be great. Uh, Jack Perry goes into the crowd and he grabs a child to put in front of him in RVD and you know what they, they cut the minute he grabs a child they cut away come on stop missing moments stay on the wrestlers we get a Sheeta Tony package and they say that you know that's going to be the main event and I went Okay, they're putting that on the main event. Interesting. Instead, it's going to be the three-way match next. Trent, 
who gets a SUV history package. And uh, they do call Trent a pandemic era. Or they call a lot of these guys. Like, they held the company through. They called it the pandemic era. Interest, though. There's attitude era. There's pandemic era. Tony Giovanni calls some of these uh, best friends moments the some of the great moments in the annals of dynamite. And I was like, okay. Uh, when Penta's coming out, the little uh, Chiron says, former trios and Ring of Honor tag champion. No, not going to throw an AEW tag champion? Okay. Uh, Taz says three-way Jones over here. Okay. Let's see. What do I got here? Not Trent. Barb Wire. Trent goes toward. Not Trent Blades. I think it doesn't do. So it's okay. Um, but I thought this was a, a very modern wrestling match in that. Hear me out. The crowd can't chant for tables if you pull out like five or six tables right away. So once those tables were out, there's no need to chant for tables. Very modern. Get ahead of it. Uh, Moxley. Tax. Tony was love. Tony Schiavone was loving this match. He just he was doing that. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. He was just giggling. Uh, da -da. They call, get called AEW OGs. There's a Fight Forever chant. And boy, wouldn't you know it. We've been begging on Dear Tony. We've been begging for a Trent win, a big Trent win, and we got it. Trent won. He pinned. Was it was it Penta? I can't remember. But he won. And then Moxley immediately starts choking Trent out. And uh, at Rampage, it's going to be a parking lot brawl. I thought maybe it was going to be a, a three three versus three, but it's uh, going to be uh, Mox and Claudio versus the best friends. We get an FTR and MJF recap. Uh, MJF says he's going to go out and do the right thing. Uh, da -da. Then we go to Renee's with RVD. He challenges uh, Jack next week. There's a person in the crowd wearing an I'm a poor hoodie. I liked that. I'd, I'd wear that. Uh so it looks like they're making MJF babyface against a probably inevitably a, a, a heel punk. And he does, he says, you know, I'm your scumbag. So he's kind of do. he's touching into that kind of, they're going to, I think the feud's going to go in a way that CM Punk was an interloper and MJF's an o original and he's, you know, AW, ride or die. He can bring up punk leaving or getting suspended, you know, all that stuff. He's never there when it matters. Uh, and I think we're headed towards an Adam Cole heel turn at, at Wembley. Does that involve Kyle O'Reilly and Roddy Strong? Uh, probably. Is there a risk that people start chaining undisputed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't know if I want to invite that, but. I think, yeah, we're heading towards um, Adam Cole failing and turning uh, turning heel on uh, MJF. 
And we'll see Punk and FTR be involved somehow, possibly. That'd be interesting, I guess. Sure. I'm intrigued. Uh, as long as they cut back on the goofy shit. Now, what? here's what happened. Uh, they announced that it's going to be an all-in. Roddy is having a fit. He's having a tantrum. I think the kingdom, I have kingdom question mark. The kingdom comes out and they're like recruiting Roderick Strong. It's like, what's, what's, uh, okay. I definitely, I do not care about that. Uh, but then, so he's having, Ronnie Strong's having this tantrum and he's, uh, sitting, st- or he's standing there and he's, he's doing that like, <sighs> and I thought, why is the camera this this cruel cameraman is still filming this poor broken man? Stop filming him. This is a very sensitive moment for him. Not nice. You see that they, they promote, you know, hey, MJF Cole at all in, and the tagline for all in is it's right there in the graphic, the biggest event in wrestling history. So there you go. They're acknowledging it. And now finally. Omega versus Double J. So it's the Elite versus Double J, Jay Lethal, and Satnam. Oh, when they're coming out, Satnam's not in the right place. (laughs) Double J yells at Satnam. (laughs) Wrong side, dumbass. (laughs) That just starts walking. Uh, So Omega, maybe I was projecting onto Omega, but he looked excited to be in the ring with double j i couldn't believe i was saying this and when double j gets the upper hand on omega he goes into like a super strut mode <laughs> he he's all about it the hardys come out i'm going is what's i'm i can't remember storylines so i'm like what's the hardys huh doesn't matter they leak when they cut a promo at the end uh where they said you know we've resigned with aew and I was flashing back to like Brett and Vince and Vince being like, yeah, yeah. Whew. And uh, I could also hear many, many hundreds of miles away, Dave Meltzer, when they said, see the, the elite go, you know, thanks for the first 200 and we'll see you for another 200 more. And Dave Meltzer's going, well, that means a four-year contract, don't you think? I mean, why would you say that? You know, it took four years to get to 200, so another 200 would mean four years, don't you think, Brian? Huh? It wouldn't be three. If it's four, I mean, good for them. I mean, good for AEW. And then you have some kind of like, ah, a lot of big contracts. Hmm. Ah, oh, jeez. There's an AR Fox video promo. And then, uh, they roll footage where Swerve and uh, they say if AR Fox and Swerve are where Nick Wayne trains because he posted out on his social that he was training. And uh, it's it's a bloody segment where they, they crack him over the head with a picture of his dad and him. And uh, it's a long segment and uh, it's very much uh, Swerve and he's a villain. He's a villain mode and uh excalibur calls this all very personal which now i can't trust excalibur because he said that about 
ego Ethan Page and Jay Lethal and their issues. So which one is it? Is Nick Wayne being brutalized in his training uh, little garage that him and his dad trained in, getting smashed with the, his picture of his dad, leaving bloody mess? Or is it whatever happened between Ethan Ego uh, Page and, uh, and uh, Jay Lethal? So we get Aussie Open and Commander and Vikingo and Hey, Commander Vikingo let's, uh, had matching gear. A little Commander. We've done it every time Commander's been out. He's won a poncho. This is gear watch for uh, Commander. He's won, or he's worn a uh, merch shirt for himself. And now he's wearing kind of a jacket, kind of a ring, kind of trench, sleeveless trench jacket gimmick. Uh, they do mention at this point that you know, Aussie Open is in Ring of Honor. They're the tag champs, and they're using Ring of Honor to move up the ladder. So I kind of felt like this. there was a couple mentions uh, in this show about how Ring of Honor is kind of like a place for people to move up the ladder or, like, get just recognized. And uh, I think they're finally just kind of moving. The ROH is the, not developmental, but the slider brand that's like the minors leagues to the, the main roster. Uh, let's see. Oh, I was like, look, the command, maybe it was just Aussie open, but commander of Vikingo. I, I was like, yeah, throw these guys at FTR, you know, do the no flips thing. <laughs> let's see it. They, they could have a good match. So then we get a Punk Starks package and a Collision package. The real world title is emphasized. <sighs> Women's, you could build. I don't I wrote something you could build. Oh, I started, I was thinking about if there were enough women that you could build. Like, you could build some women here. It shouldn't be as dire as the division seems to be. I predict Rampage. Okay? Whatever that means. I just wrote, I predict Rampage. So maybe when Rampage, something happens, I'll go, oh yeah, I predicted that. Whatever that is. <laughs> um, so then they have the main event. And it was Sheeta and uh, Tony Storm. And uh, they... Uh, they do. They pull now. I don't. This is. This goes. I don't have much to say about this match. And Sheeta winning. It was. It shocked the crowd, and it was you know a nice little thing to go off on the 200th episode for. But oh, it's just like yeah. there's been you know this this stop starts with the women division and the booking and the storylines. It's just it's tough to be like invested because I mean okay, I don't have a hard time forgetting like. Some people think, oh, if she isn't featured every week, you forget. I know I remember that she was the first world, or not first, but she was a world champion. You know, I remember when people are world champions, I remember. And, uh, but so she had the Nyla Rose win, and then she's had some problems with these guys in the past. 
I don't know. It just seemed, it just was a little flat feel. You know, they have all these other F, uh, push. They're, you know, they're doing the Brick Baker squash or the tie stuff. And it's just like, well, we, we could have been doing other stuff, right? To, some, to make this kind of hit a little harder. Maybe, you know, I sound like Dave right now, but, you know, who knows? Maybe she was stuck in Japan or injury or something that, that you know, they're not going to tell you. But it does bring, when they don't tell you, it brings up these questions where you're like, okay, so why? Why was this so sloppy? Um, but uh, it happened. It was a nice little moment, I suppose. Don't know where they go from there. Uh, I think you gotta. Uh, I mean, you gotta get all these people. It's on the Wembley show. You gotta have more than one women's match, Tony. <laughs> uh, God, what if he does like a multi-person thing to try and get all the women on the show? Oh, God. Lord in heaven. Uh, so they shout out Wembley again. So they're in the full mode. They're shouting out Wembley. And uh, it seemed like good momentum. Uh, I don't know if the 200th episode was as big as Tony Khan. Like in his mind, everything's always like a little bit bigger, I think. Which I think is making some people nervous about if he's, he's going to book in his mind a big Wembley show is he like and then Sandman comes out and people are like I guess that's big I suppose for you <laughs> uh, they, oh Excalibur did shout out or somebody shouted out you know to, to, here's the 200 more and again Dave's going does that mean that they got a new contract a four year contract WBD is that what they're telling us now um Overall, good show. Uh, wasn't quite the fizzle the the, the the last one, but is that just a classic Tony Khan pulling his foot off the gas? He loves. He knew two hundred was, and he just he can't do it. He can't do too many, just great one. Like he has to at some point go. Okay, take a breath. And it seemed like one ninety nine was a little bit of a breather. Now are we going full throttle into Wembley and all out in Chicago? Fun stuff. We got to get to the the best part of the show. The show, the part where we talk about uh, ratings. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Dynamite. We'll do the. Well, no, we'll do Collision first. Collision did really good. I think everybody knew that was going to happen because they promoted the hell out of that match. And people are interested in the tag match of uh, MGF and uh, Cole and uh, FTR. Uh, and, you know, it worked. It was it's built, and it uh, was the, the stuff people were tuning in for. I was wrong. I thought the lowest quarter hour was going to be the Mercedes Martinez versus Kira Hogan. It was not, but I have a cat. I'm not going to take the. I'm not going to take the loss on that one. Totally, not totally. The lowest one was ended up being Minoru Suzuki versus Darby, and then like the post match stuff and a Tony Storm promo, and then the Samoa Joe versus Gravity. Not by much, but it was the lowest. And then what I think happened that that. Gave, gave that quarter hour with Andretti and uh, Martin and uh, Bullet Club Gold and 
Mercedes Martinez and Kira. I think what people were get they were was it, tuning in to see has the tag match started. That's my belief. I'd have to get the minute by minutes. I think that lifted that quarter just enough to save it. So, Dynamite. Who had the lowest quarter hour? It was Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida. <laughs> That's not great. Uh, and then they had a post-match, and that got picked up by the people. That bumped it a little bit of people tuning in for not Dynamite. Um, that kind of it peaked with the MJF Adam Cole stuff and the Elite versus the Double J Crew. Um, that was the, and then it just slowly sh- peeled away after that. Um, but and that MJF Adam Cole stuff. It's a hit. It's a hit. I wonder how long they... I mean, people are questioning if they're going to keep dragging it out. I think it's pretty... I think it's pretty clear that typically Tony just uh, does... He, like, he sticks to whatever he's doing. He he sticks to it for the most part. There are like little deviations here or there. I don't know. I'm curious. This will be, a, I guess, a test for Tony Khan's booking. To see what he does. Does he fumble this or does he stick with it and he, you know, hits it perfectly right when it at its hottest? You don't want it to go well. I say that you don't want it to go too long. Look at the bloodline stuff. That stuff is still going three years of it. My God, and those people can't get enough of it. So, are the AEW hardcores like that? Are they just like I can't get enough of this? Could go on forever. Not me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Ending at one play, um, but you know it's AEW. Uh, nothing's ever forgotten. Everybody kind of always has like little little histories that get brought up over and over again. Um, let's see what's going on. How do I feel about uh, that? Mind two hundred episodes. This is becoming a very subdued, uh, Art Bell like nighttime. Uh, podcast. Uh, Sudi wants to know why did they do this dump tax again last night? Tax are ouchy. Um, okay, I'm not gonna get into this one now. Uh, 200 more dynamites. Uh, yeah, you know. Looking back at all those clips, I don't have really anything poignant to say about 200 Dynamites. They were fun. There were some bad ones. There were a lot of good ones. And it's interesting to see what the next four years looks like for AEW. I mean, at this point, can we stop doing doom and gloom? Is that over now? They're here. They've established themselves. They're not going away. Uh it's, you know, they're just, yeah, a wrestling company that's been, I mean, I wonder how many, how long was Nitro? At what point did they pass that? Ooh, 288. So, I mean, at some point, they will pass 
they will be around longer than WCW Money Nitros. And what are people going to say that? Then again, Impact's been around a long time too. So. But come on now. Let's be serious. I am dragging this out. Dragging it out. Um, what should I call this episode? 200. 200. Wonderful. You know, if it took 200 dynamites to get to a Trent win, by God, it was worth it. That's probably called it. Dynamite. Trent wins. That's it. Honey, are you sleeping or you have anything to have for? What? Okay. Bye.